God without being born from above? Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? And one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished, I have said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things, and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Feast title, the day on the church's calendar which connects to 
your parish name. And secondly, we mark the near completion, the near completion of your parish house and its official dedication today. Congratulations to you on what I know has been the hard work and sacrifice and most importantly the expanding vision for the mission and ministry of this congregation which is represented by that new facility. It's great to be here with you today to dedicate that. And then third, it's the 12th anniversary of the arrival of your record Tony before at Trinity Church.
This day, as we have said, is Trinity Sunday. Most holy days as we go commemorate an event, Christmas, Easter, Pentecost, or a person, St. Patrick's Day, St. Francis Day. And this is the one day in the church year which instead upholds the doctrine of the church. God is three persons plus the Trinity. The concept of the Trinity of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is nowhere explicitly spelled out in Scripture. The word Trinity does not appear in the Bible, but it is an understanding based on the faith experience of those in the early church after the formation of the New Testament. And it has been a sacred mystery from the start, which is to say, it has been confusing from the start. No doubt since it's your name title, it's not all about the Trinity here, but let me say a few words about it. St. Patrick, of course, famously aimed to make it simple, right, with his illustration of the shamrock, three petals, one leaf, three and one, one and three. But for most of us who try to plumb the implications of this divine relationship, a certain lack of clarity sets in. Perhaps we look back to St. Augustine who wrote, the Trinity is one God, not so that the Father may be the same person who is also the Son and the Holy Ghost, but that the Father may be the Father and the Son, the Son and the Holy Ghost, and the Trinity is one God. Which clears it right up. <laughs> the Christian understanding of the Trinity points towards many seemingly irreconcilable characteristics of the divine. Awesome, yet intimate. Just and stern, yet compassionate. Timeless and eternal, yet momentary and present. These seemingly contradictory characteristics of God were all experienced by the faithful, not just theorized, but experienced by them. So the reality of the Trinity has been profoundly to affirm that God has acted, does act, will always act in our lives in varying ways. They're all true, they're all real, and they're all mysteriously one God. Which is where Margaret Jane Adams comes in. Because the best way that I have found to understand the Trinity, namely fair, is to think of Miss Adamson's endless list of prepositions. <coughs> About, above, across, along, amidst, among, around, before, behind, beside, beside, beneath, between, beyond. That's it, you see. That's who the Trinitarian God is. The God of all prepositions. <laughs> We affirm that God is above, before, and beyond. God is that, that Holy One we heard about in the first lesson, that transcendent, ethereal God, known by the prophet Isaiah. That God who we sing about, immortal, invisible, God only wise. We know that this loving God created us out of the elements, waits to receive us in the end of our days. We hear 
of this God through descriptions of material visions of the prophets like Isaiah and Revelation of John. We know a God who is above, before, and beyond, and we call this traditionally God the Father. We affirm also that God is upon his side with. For in the fullness of time, God came to earth, born of the Jewish maiden, walked among us, taught and touched and healed, wept and slept and died. We experience the ongoing physical presence of Christ and the touch of those who love us, and the voice of those who comfort and challenge us in the powerful presence of the sacrament that nourishes us. We know God who is among his side and with, and we call this God's Son. Finally, we affirm that God is within, inside, and through. We receive God's Spirit at baptism. We celebrated its renewal last week at Pentecost. There are times when we do things we know we cannot accomplish of our own strength. There are times when we are led in thought or word to truths, not of our own devising. And such are the times that we know that God's Spirit is working within us for strength, for guidance, for renewal. That rebirth we've heard about in the Gospel then, for the renewal, life, commitment, energy. We know God works within and through us, and we call this God the Holy Spirit. The truth conveyed by the doctrine of the Holy Trinity can scarcely be exhausted by prepositions alone. Just think what we can do with adjectives. <laughs> or better yet, verbs. But for today, for today, I'm content to sing my praises to God of all prepositions, about, above, across, along, amidst, among, around. The God before, behind, below, beneath, beyond, beside me. Holy, 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 the Lord of hosts. So I want to suggest that as members of a church called Trinity, you are not only to worship the Trinity, you are also meant to bear witness to the Trinity, dare I say, to embody the Trinity. When others look to you, they should be led to say, look, those are people of the Trinity. When you worship, when you worship God, exquisite beauty, transcendent beauty, when you embark on building projects that represent new ideas and co-creation, Others should see and say, those are people of God the Creator. And when you support one another through your many caring connections and ministries, and when you teach children and adults the timeless stories of Jesus, and when you love your neighbors as yourself, near and far, through outreach ministries from Boston to Rwanda, others should see and say, those are people of God's Son. When you send prayers heavenward through your intercessory prayer groups of long standing, 
when you're routinely offering healing prayer as part of your worship, when you're in alignment to accomplish more than you could ask or imagine, others should see and say, those are people, God the Holy Spirit. And adding all of this together, those are people of the Trinity. People of Trinity Church, you are indeed people of the Trinity. May God bless you as you live up to your name. May God bless you as you live into your name. By God's grace and to God's in the name of that same Trinity.
Thank you. 
that one can tell a lot about a person or a community by how they treat those who serve them, how one relates to one's servers in a restaurant or a hotel or anywhere that we go about our business. When you get to the parish hall and see that extraordinary photo display of all of those who have conspired together to build that beautiful facility for you, I hope you'll stop and give a prayer of thanksgiving. And I have to say that I have never seen, never in all my years of some of the capital projects of my own, such an extraordinary visual expression of gratitude for the people who most of us won't see doing their work, but whose work has resulted in that which we're suffering. And so I want to take a moment to look at those photos, and I want to thank and congratulate you for having that spirit of gratitude towards those who've done that work. And here's the second thing. God bless the director and senior work and all those who work on this, and they will probably not be at all happy for what I'm about to say, but it is this. The facility is beautiful, but it's only an instrument.